Hello, awesome marketer. Let me ask you a question before we start today's episode. Are you looking to plan your content calendar more efficiently, save time across your team, and publish social content like a pro? If so, you're in luck, because Planable allows you to do this and much more. Planable is the content collaboration tool that makes it easy for marketing teams to preview, plan, approve, and publish social media content six times faster for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Google My Business, and TikTok, all in one place. So go to planable.io slash old school to find out more. Our podcast listeners will get 30% off for three months by using the coupon code old school after choosing the plan that fits your needs. Once again, go to www.planable.io slash old school and get 30% off for three months by using the coupon old school at checkout. I cannot wait to see you breezing through your content and your plan like a pro. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello, everyone. I don't know why I'm singing. <laughs> this is the vibe this week. You know what, actually? Um, I'm going to tell us a really fun story because we started this way. I was showing Becca. I was showing Becca my new plant, which is currently unnamed or half named uh, because um, it was gifted to me by my husband as a little gift for our cohort that started last week if you're listening on monday so welcome students again we love you very much and so i'm trying to name it with the students we're still coming out with a name so hopefully by the end of the week we'll have one and then becca and i started sharing the love for all the names of our different plants like i got i got melly on one side that you can't see but she looks really gorgeous she's got this little curly sort of hair which is actually the plant can you please tell us the name of your two plants that you have in your home office and who you talk to regularly, if I should say. I yeah, I regular my my assistants, okay, are called Barry and Vera. It's a cact Barry is a cactus. Vera is an aloe vera plant. She's very small. She's growing. She's a growing girl, you know. And they keep me company. <laughs> I just generally love that you call the aloe vera vera. I think it's it's like far too clever for my own good. I was like, this is so good. We have actually an aloe vera plant, but she doesn't have a name, so well, she could be, you know, she could be Vera's cousin. Like, the other thing, right, I'm just, like, outing myself as, like, a complete weirdo here, but I'm this close to buying, you know, the little googly eyes you can stick on things? I was like, I might have to get some and stick them on either the plant pot or, like, yeah, probably the plant pot. They're not going to stick on a plant, are they? Let's think that through. But stick them on the plant pot so they're, like, looking at Becca needs company. <laughs> That's what we're on January. Okay, we're finally into February, but January was tough. Okay. 
Oh my god, this is amazing! And you know how can how can we bring it up from that? Especially as today or this week, we both had the mammoth task to show our age, or at least my age, and understand fully NFT so that we can talk about NFT news because I felt a bit like metaverse and meta. I'm understanding, but I'm really not. <laughs> so I was like, <clears throat> Becca, I'm gonna do my homework. Let's learn what NFT is this week and let's chat about it. And um, I have a bit of a um, bit of a definition that I found really helped me from another article that I read because I was it's almost getting your head around some of this stuff. So before we get into some of the ways that social and everything is evolving actually to cater for NFT because that's the big thing. So non-fungible tokens, what the hell are they? The best analogy for NFT that I found was almost art gallery and art collections. So the idea is that imagine you have a Monet, which again, slightly different, but let's go with that. So your original Monet would be obviously the original and then other people can order prints and it's not the original Monet, but they're prints of the original. So the original is still owned by or owned by one, obviously one museum or one person, but you can actually legally you know, circulate prints and they have less value, but still quite a lot of value. Basically, if you take this into a digital perspective, apparently, again, this is with my very little knowledge. So please like don't, don't shower my DMs. Um, this is what NFT is. This is like, as, as an understanding, this is how you can start to get in the grasp of what it is, but it's almost digital art collection. And you can do it with anything. That's where also it gets really mind bending for me. But a lot of people are doing it with obviously images or videos or this type of kind of uh, content. So that's kind of what is on my side. Now, Becca, one, did it make sense? Are we actually explaining NFT? <laughs> um, two, maybe you can add something or maybe I'm not getting it fully right. So please come and help. I think it makes sense. I think the other thing to add is that if you are like, okay, how do I buy one? I want to buy one of these NFTs. How do I do it? Is that you have to use cryptocurrency, which is where a big element of the unknown I would say it comes from because lots of people still, you know, cryptocurrency has become like a buzzword over the last year. Some people are very invested, like literally, and some people still don't know what that is. And I think that now we're hearing about NFTs, this is causing a bit of a, like another peak of interest into crypto because it's like, well, what's, what is crypto? How does that work? And how and why do I have to use that to buy NFTs? Which is a good question because I'm not 100% sure why. It's just such a it's, a, it's a topic that we can literally, what's it called when you like spiral? Like we, we could just, we could just, it's just so much. But yeah, it's all related to crypto and that helps with everything in terms of, okay, if there's one owner and you are the official owner of that NFT, it is because it's registered in the blockchain, which is connected to crypto. Oh, I think. <laughs> and you know, that's what, it almost creates, again, from our outside perspective, which maybe if you're not too familiar, if you're kind of just dabbing into the topic, it might help you seeing it from a different perspective. But obviously, if you're very into crypto and NFTs, then again, it still gives you another perspective of people that come at it as, should I really be interested in what, why and how? There's an element of, it's now become quite a strong niche almost mainstream niche is a bit like the metaverse it's kind of like dabbing between i'm quite niche or and 
other people are actually asking what's in it for me. And I think once the wider audience is starting to ask, should I get involved? I think that's where you see a lot of changes happen. And in our case, you see social networks be like, wait, wait, wait how we jump on? The, wait, wait, Meta is like, oh my God, we need to do something. You know, we've got Facebook Marketplace. I have a great idea. Facebook Marketplace, NFT Marketplace. Boom, shakalaka. And that's what happened. I mean, I'm not sure if that's what the, the Meta HQ did in the meeting. I would love to see that. But that's kind of how it felt because that's the first thing that popped in for me is that Meta decided to jump into the NFT craze by exploring their marketplace. And I was like, <laughs> Facebook marketplace for NFT. Very, very interesting. And again, it's almost, it's a natural progression. I think it kind of makes sense to be one of the avenues they're exploring. It's still what baffles me is still like, obviously it will be probably tied in with the Facebook brand of Meta. It's still not fully 100% clear. And I'm like, to me, the target audience of Facebook right now, the people that are hanging in it, I'm not sure if they are the people that probably will jump into the NFT craze. That's coming from obviously my lack of usage of Facebook. I'm going to put my hand up and say, I don't, I'm not in there as much, but that's kind of what I was thinking and how I felt about mm -hmm. it. I genuinely don't know. I don't know if you have any, any thoughts on that because I think it's, it's clear that they really want to jump on it. They're really like, yeah, this is where we're going to go with it. Yeah. I think it ties in. I think it's so, it must've been such a big part of Meta's strategy when they decided to call themselves Meta and get involved in the metaverse because it's all so connected. But I do think that when you look at the average age of a Facebook user, and I'm talking Facebook, not Instagram, like actual Facebook, like kind of like older demographics, they're using Facebook probably to share like what their children are doing or what their grandchildren are doing or, you know, go on. You know, you get those groups for like the area that you live in and people moan about like all sorts of things. Like that's where a lot of the activity is on Facebook now. And I'm just wondering like really where is the connection between those users who are keeping Facebook active and meta and the metaverse and nfts and i i still think that there's going to be a big like disconnect and you know potentially alienating those users when it's like oh why is it called meta what's an nft like do those users actually care about that or do they just want to continue using facebook and knowing facebook as the place where i'm going to go on and say my delivery driver is late you know which is what most of these groups contain. So I think it's interesting. And I think this is a huge signal from Meta to say like, look, hey, we are not going to care as much about the users that we've got. I think that's what to take from it. Like those users are not Meta's priority at all. Strong words from Becca coming on the other side. But I understand. And the reason why I actually... I can see that is because one of the big things that I was reading through as well is the fact that it's all encouraging the evolution and I guess the adopt, almost like adopting from a user perspective of digital wallets and actually almost encouraging that shopping for digital goods and not digital goods, obviously, if you think about Instagram, especially through the different apps. So I can see that it's funny. I was reading again, uh, you know, a couple of testing uh, 
pieces that are happening throughout with NFT. And one of it is all tied in with the idea of, you know, auctions, digital auctions through the marketplace and like almost having that collectible experience. Again, ready to show my age again. The best analogy for that for me was Pokemon cards because I did have Pokemon cards. So this is where I lived. I was like, I can get, okay, I get you now. <laughs> this is literally where you have to explain things to me. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be really interesting because there is exploration from an um, Instagram perspective. So talking about meta through profile pictures. And also I think the introduction of avatars that just happened this week, it's again, tapping into the metaverse, winking at NFTs, it's kind of all connected. And I was like, oh, okay. So I think I think Meta is almost doing a more clever job at introducing Metaverse and NFT in, on Instagram, quite honestly, than probably is happening with the NFT marketplace. Because I think that's a bit more fun. It's a bit more clever. You're starting to own your digital persona. And then you can kind of build it from there. So that's kind of how I see this little thing, which is a bit small compared to like a whole marketplace they're testing. But I found that this was really relevant and I was like, oh, I see you. I see you, Meta. Oh, I see you, Instagram. I don't know if you have seen it. It literally came out at the time of recording, like last like last 48 hours. But they are testing the new avatars and they are a lot different and a bit more refined than maybe some of the old ones that you've seen when it comes to your digital avatars. Yes, I think this is a, a really interesting thing, actually, with all of the platforms are going, kind of going through this phase now, like oh, you can have your NFT as your profile um, picture. And I think it's good, but I do wonder, like, what, why? <laughs> like, genuinely why? Because I feel like these social media platforms ha should have a purpose, like Twitter is to share for short form, like, you know, primarily text content with images and GIFs and videos thrown through Instagram. Like, we've all, they've all got a purpose. They've all got, like, a use case. And then when you add the NFT things on top, it's a bit like, um, okay. And I, I think that the way that they're introducing it, like I got on Twitter, for example, when it first rolled out, the kind of tutorial screens come up like, oh, you can now change it to your NFT. Da, da, da. And I was like, this is great. But I think this is going to, using Twitter as an example and all of the updates that they do, which we know how many they do, um, I think it's going to be another one of those things where people who don't get it are going to go, why Why is this a focus? I don't want this. Why aren't you doing this to the feed? Why aren't you making this update here? Like, this is a social media platform. It's not like an NFT platform. Do question what it's going to be like in, say, five years. Like, will they all just have morphed into NFT platforms? Who knows? That scares me because, oh my God, it's another pivot in strategy, like in a crazy, crazy way. Um, but, oh, yeah, it's just like, how does this kind of um, affect users and their perception and trust as well, I think? Because, again, like with a lot of people not quite understanding what an NFT is or not quite understanding crypto and how they work together, I think this thing is going to be like, oh, why can't I have that? Or something that's actually a really good point that kind of relates to a, an update that Reddit did actually. So Reddit as well have like pushed out this experimenting with the using an NFT as profile pictures, which is great. And is what you'd expect. You can use your NFT as your profile picture. However, this raises some issues. So like, imagine you were on a platform, 
could be Reddit, could be Twitter, could be any of them that are rolling this out. And then you as a user see, oh, this other person has got their NFT as their profile picture. Like that looks really cool. Like on Twitter, I think a normal profile picture is circular, but when it's an F- NFT, it's like I'm drawing. Lots of people can't see what I'm drawing, but like a hexagon or something. <laughs> um, so you can see the difference. So it looks like cool. And obviously you can use a really cool NFT and I think it's going to make some people kind of not make a wise decision, essentially, because they're going to be like, well, I want that. I want to have a, a cool picture in a cool shape, not understanding that actually you've got to go buy one. And something that was brought up in this article that we were reading, we were doing the research for Reddit, was how there are a lot of scams out there where people have basically inflated the price of these NFTs by sharing them and it based it so they get super crazy expensive people then buy them with crypto which is like expensive and risky anyway and then there's a phrase pump and dump so you catch out people who are um, investing money in these nfts so they think oh yeah because i'm going on a bit of a tangent here but people think that like oh crypto i'll invest and i'll become like a millionaire and so often that doesn't happen and actually you know, your money is at risk, like seriously at risk. And so that's what's happening with some of these NFTs as well. People are buying them thinking, oh, this is going to make me like quick money. And actually it's completely worthless. And they've just spent all this cryptocurrency on it. So I do worry. And I think there needs to be more education from the social platforms themselves. If they're going to push it, fine. If that's the way that the industry is going, fine but like making sure that people aren't making like knee jerk um, decisions into, well, I want to have a cool profile picture. So I'll just go buy one for like 150 insert cryptocurrency here, you know, which is super expensive. And then not understanding what they're investing in or what that means or that the price can go up and down and it could be completely worthless. Like that to me is like a big kind of, red flag in the well-being of like these platforms users you know like you have to put that first otherwise you, you not good <laughs> it almost goes back to the idea that social media should be social and yes oh, sounding again maybe not as 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 fun here but it's true like <clears throat> so when, when when I teach social media user intent, which we both teach, uh, Becca in the certification teaches uh, the digital ads and the paid ads, and I go for the organic element. Um, I talk a lot about archetypes. I talk a lot about different type of intent. And I think when we, as when no, not we, because I'm not Twitter, but when social platforms actually try to add almost a too strong intent to look at social platforms as a way to, Nothing wrong with making money. We talked about creators. We talk about shops. Great, great. Subscription. I love it. That's another way, though, that almost taps into users that are like, I'm not going to use it from a brand or professional perspective. It's genuine, as you say, like an investment. Me loves investments. I think it's great. Like, you know, investments are really powerful, diversifying, interest compound. Love it. Or compound interest. Apologies. Love it all. But I still do believe that one of the powers of social is to be able to connect to different people and to, you know, kind of... Sh- teach, educate, connect, uh, entertain. And as you said, I'm also worried, both from an educational perspective or making sure that people know what they're getting themselves into, 
but also it's again diluting a bit too much the power that, that these platforms have in their own perspective. I mean, I'm quite happy that LinkedIn hasn't done nothing about it yet, at least to my knowledge. Now, now we're like, oh, wait, you know, and Pinterest is just doing AR furniture placement, which I love. I'll talk about it in a second. But you know what I mean? I think it's very important to remember that we want to make sure the social platforms are a place to be social and to have really positive experiences. And when we try to put the trends over people and humans, I think that's where the problems lay. That's where people get confused and that's where people, as you say, get scammed. And then they will associate, let's say Reddit, with, you know, a negative experience. And that's not what you want. So I think it's it's really powerful. Now, talking about um, <laughs> AR... I just, it just made me laugh. It was a small thing, but Pinterest is, um, uh, basically Pinterest is doing an Amazon in the way that you can now place furniture into your home, uh, thanks to a new AR filter, which is not super shocking because again, Snapchat, bless you, has been doing it for a while, but again, we sadly, Snapchat is doing things in its own sideline and I don't find it's actually like, you know, having the spotlight maybe that it wants. But I just found it really interesting because I find that, even if even Pinterest sometimes tries things for the sake of it. But it really knows that they intend to buy the shopping experience is a big one. And I love the fact that, you know, they're still kind of going strong with that. And it looks really cute. And I think because everybody now is a lot more conscious about, you know, home decor, making the home gorgeous. We talked about it in the in the pro podcast about some of the trends and it's a big one. So yeah, it was a small thing, but it made me laugh because I was like, that's really cute. And you can put it in your house and then you can kind of see how it would look. I don't know. There's actually a couple of really cute videos of how it works. It's very similar to the Amazon experience if you've done it on Amazon. But again, I think it's it's a little plus for me on the Pinterest side because it's like, okay, they are really looking at the things that they know. And it's almost a not getting too sidetracked by trends. I say this week, God knows what's going to happen next, right, Becca? Right. But no, it's good though, because like you say, it's like, yeah, they know where their strengths are and they're working to it. It's really nice. And it's something that not every other social platform is jumping on. It's like, oh, this is refreshing. I'll go on Pinterest. And like, I definitely have quite a few interior, like interior design type boards. Like, oh, what do I want with furniture? So this to me is like, yes, oh my God, I will use this. Like, this is keeping me a happy Pinterest user because it's not trying to be all of the other platforms, you know? And yeah, poor Snapchat. Uh, one day they can, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know <laughs> I'm not sure if Snapchat wants to work pitied or blessed. No, but... <laughs> we love you, Snapchat. Actually, talking about Pinterest, one more thing that I really liked and that made me, made me smile was talking about things they are doing that are in line with their strategy. We know that another thing we talked about also last year was really focusing on um, on pin ideas. I keep getting confused because they changed the name 17 times. But now it's pin ideas, right? And um, there's stories like, they were called stories at the beginning, if anybody remembers, the story-like feature that they're really trying to push. And they've had some really cool collaborations like J-Lo, I should know his name, but I don't, the lead singer of years and years, or excellent singer of years and years, and a couple of other people. So Becca's not thinking of the name. I genuinely can't remember his name. I, I'm sorry about that. But they did a couple of cool collaborations to encourage creators to use the pin ideas. And it's a bit of a blessing and a curse in the way that 
pin ideas will have better reach on Pinterest and you can't really schedule them. So you have to create them as you go, but they are not, they're kind of nice to create. I mean, I'm not doing it as from a creative perspective of showing a step-by-step -step recipe, but it can be interesting to create, but you can see they're really pushing them. And a, a small update again from Pinterest was allowing you to highlight some of your pin ideas. And it's almost like a showcase. It's a bit like pinned, uh, pinned TikToks on TikTok or pin post on Twitter is a similar vibe. And, um, it's kind of to give better options to present some of the spotlight content from creators. It's interesting. I think maybe you back have something more to share with us because I know actually that you have been exploring obviously TikTok for a long time and pinned TikToks have been used in a variety of ways. And I think we can maybe mimic some of them when it comes to, well, why am I going to pin my ideas? What's, what's the point in highlighting those? Yes. I think it's a really good move from Pinterest. And I was just having a look at my own profile and how, if it's if I've got it yet I don't I'm upset but I really like this idea and I think it's quite you can be quite clever with it so with all these things I think it's best to post as consistently as you can if you can't post every day that's fine but make sure you're posting like every week and then I would say with with idea pins they are being pushed so much by the platform at the moment that you should probably give them a test and I think this highlight option is going to be a really good way for you to, if you do manage to post consistently, like see what's working best and then put whatever is working best in your highlight section, um, because that's going to signal to Pinterest, like here's some really great performing content. I'm highlighting that content. Like this is a win-win for everybody. Um, and it will help you learn as well more about what's working for your audience on Pinterest. It is, the, I would just say about idea pins, like I love them. But I do wish you could schedule them. Um, that's, a, that's a minor point. And I think that that feels like a tiny bit of a barrier at the moment for creating content. Because if you do, it's just that, like Catch-22, isn't it? Like, I want to be consistent. I want to post consistently. But I kind of need to schedule it to do that. But I can't schedule it. But I need to use idea pins. Ugh. But as I said, yeah, if you can, test them. And that's... I would, you know, say the same about TikTok and Instagram Reels, test the content because you are only going to figure out what's really going to hit well if you keep trying out different techniques. So I would try to make quite different content to really see and get a good idea early on what's working best. And then you can go from there and then have lots of highlights. And I think it's nice. I think there's a tiny bit of me that misses the days where, you know, just the kind of, what's it called? The original pin style took center stage on Pinterest and it was more image focused because now sometimes if I am on the app looking for inspiration, I get distracted by all the videos. They're not bad videos. They're really good. But I'm like, oh, actually I was on here for something else when I like looking for you know, like furniture ideas or clothes ideas or whatever. And I'm just like, I just need some photos. I don't need the videos. And then I've gone down like a rabbit hole. So they know how to get your attention. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting the feature myself so I can test it. You said something actually quite right. Aside from, I'm going to touch on the, on the scheduling in a second as well, because that's a big, a big one for me for me too, for a fewer platforms. So I'm going to kind of have a little, little moment in a second. But um, what I was going to say actually as well was I, 
I do feel that Pinterest could serve, if, Pinterest, if you're listening, hello, Pinterest HQ, it could serve with, you know, they wanted to go forth and really focus on that almost Instagram story-like feed for, for the mobile, and then you could do that with videos. And you can have it like that. And then again, I think it's a bit of a shame that they're really trying to force the, the user intent and experience to get away from any sort of, as you say, browsing per shopping uh, with the images because that's, you know, the hardcore users, that's what they love. And if you're not a creator, let's be honest, you want to have the choice to do whatever you need to do. If your intent today is to buy, you don't want to have to literally, as you say, benefits of scrolling is great then if you're scrolling just to find something that you cannot find that you get frustrated so that's what i'm a bit like you know I, I i see what you're saying because i think it's got pros and cons to it and one more no i genuinely think and i'm I'm a bit baffled but i genuinely think that at some point the different platforms will actually have to hone the fact that you know there have to be easier scheduling options for their main formats and i'm saying this I mean, with TikTok is also really hard because, you know, you want to use, um, if you could do it natively, it would be great because you're going to use a sound. So, you know, you can really upload it on a ter- third party and have the sound in a not too kafafli way, you know, without having to literally jump hoops. Because let's be honest, otherwise it's, you might as well then post it manually if you have to then, you know, get it on your phone and then find the right sound. And that's for me was a bit of a shame. I mean, I know that TikTok allows you to schedule through desktop. I saw that. But then again, it's going to be your original sound, which can be positive for some of them if you want to start a trend. But obviously, you want to ride on the current trending sounds. And Becca definitely knows more than me about this. But I'm thinking the same for Reels. You know, Reels currently, that if if Adam and everybody else on Instagram really wants me to use Reels, that for God's sake, you know, if I have to post four a week or five a week, it has to become easier. It just has to because it's not stories. It's not something that you want to do on the go. It is genuinely real. So, you know, that's kind of how these are my thoughts. And it goes with what you said about pin ideas. And I wanted to finish on this now because I think as people that work in social media and marketing and have a big stake on it, it can be hard. You know, literally half of a social media manager life might be actually scheduling and posting reels these days. And I understand why, but I'm also like, isn't, is there going to be an easier way? putting our little clairvoyant hats on. Wait, wait a second. Let me let me adjust my hat. Bing, hat on. <laughs> Are we going to be able to schedule? That's what I'm wondering. Reels, TikToks, pin ideas. Can we schedule them in an easy way and actually make things a bit more manageable for everyone? I really hope so. I really hope so. That's like a social media manager's dream right there. And it's, you know what? And I bet people will relate to this. Sometimes you can be feeling so creative and you'll come out with just like four or five real ideas or TikTok ideas or idea pin, Pinterest ideas. Like, yes, oh, this is really cool. You go to create it. You might create it. It'd be great. And then, you know, life might get in the way or something has to get in the way. And you're like, oh, I don't have time. Or it just becomes a barrier the fact that you can't schedule these things in a really easy way and it feels like that's not allowed it's like if you can't be there and there like right there then no you're gonna your content's not gonna um perform as well as it as it could do and people say oh but you shouldn't post in ghosts so you should post and then engage with the audience it's like yeah of course you should but realistically we're all a bit busy actually (laughs) but yeah i hope that one day it will all be easier to schedule because I think that's just 
the the positives would outweigh the negatives for sure if anybody's listening we are speaking on behalf of marketers of all places and all countries and all locations and all ages <laughs> thanks well I really hope that today we gave you a lot. I think we didn't give you a lot because we, we jumped into NFT and we just kind of took about the chin. We did a backer. Well done us. High five, virtual high fives on that. Whoop. Uh, and then you know, we kind of covered a few bits that are happening as well. I want to touch on Worldo. Worldo? Next week or in the next couple of weeks because there's some fun things about that, even if I can't pronounce the word. Um, so watch out for that because it is in our little, like, we need to talk about this at some point. And if you don't know what it is, then tune in next week. I wanted to say a few people have been asking if you want to join us for next cohort of what marketing school. Currently we have a waiting list, but um, the applications for new cohort will open very soon. So just go to allmarketingschool.com slash learn and you can put yourself in the waiting list to be among the first to get our early bird price or super early bird price, I should say. If you have any questions from us, Alt Mark School on Twitter, Alt Marketing School on Instagram, you can shower me with NFT geniusness at Fab Giovanetti. What about yourself, Becca? I'm at Becca Social on all of the platforms. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.